Outside of Harry Potter, we read a variety of phenomenal books. Starting our season three, non-Harry related book is Where the Crawdad Sings by Delia Owens. This is a murder mystery of a marsh girl who learns about life from nature. From absolute loneliness and abandonment to searching for friends and filling in the void of love. How socioeconomic status determines how society treats you or neglects you. Where the Crawdad Sings covers it all. This is a bestseller and book clubs all over the world have read this book and gave their reviews. Tune in as Lit Happens gives theirs. Enjoy. Okay, so we can just jump right in if we just go around the room and uh, share who's here. Shay, Gina, Quisha, Tanya, Toya, Allison, and Shalita. Get started. <laughs> All right, we finally get to discuss where the crawdad scene has been on our some of our TBR files for a long time. Some of us read it earlier and we finally decided to read it as a book club. So we're going to go ahead and hop into this bestseller and um let's talk about the series let's talk about the event the series of events that led up to kaya living alone in the marsh who felt her and who was there for her and um what their better choices that could have been made everybody felt her. i was just about to say that mm-hmm. her brothers her sisters her mother her father i mean to go to as far as to the people where she was going to the store buying the grits people knew after a while her mother she asked a couple times the lady in the store like where's your mom Oh, she's cleaning. But after a while, hmm. Even when she went to school that one time. The school felt her, mm-hmm. right? It just stopped coming forward. At one point, Tate. Yeah, yeah. Every person in her life felt her. Except for, um... Jump and his and, wife. And Mabel. And Mabel. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think would have happened if Kaya's dad never left? Would um her life have been better or worse without him? I'm going to go worse because I don't think she would have been able to interact with um, Tate. And Chase was a lesson for her, um, in a sense. But she wouldn't have been able to have that experience, I don't think, if her father would have been present. Going back to that previous question, then, was it best that he left? Yeah, but still as a parent is a failure. Do you know what I mean? Like, no one was concerned about her care. Mm-hmm. It just, and I mean, we later find out with the mom, right, that, you know, coming from a highly abusive situation, she was unca- incapable, right? The father had his own issues with alcoholism, but still as a parent, neither of them, you know, sheltered her, protected her, did anything parental. I don't really hurt her brothers and sisters liable because they were children themselves. Like, everybody left as, like, as soon as they were, like, legally able to. Do you know what I mean? So, it's hard for a child to be responsible for another child. So to me, it really fell on her parents. And I get when they became adults, they could have tried to come back and look after her and all of that. But that's a woulda, shoulda, coulda. And they had their own trauma. I think parents are responsible for their children. Not other siblings, not aunties, not extra people. Is it great that those people come and help and, su- and help you survive? Absolutely. But even when her mother went there, even if her mother wasn't able, why didn't her parents go get their grandkids? You know what I mean? So at some point, none of the adults in her life to me they failed her not necessarily like the brother you know what I mean like the brothers and sisters to me I felt a little different about that because it sounds easy to say you would go back and I would do this you know what I mean but you a traumatized kid coming out of that and Kira was so young imagine the 
level of abuse they experienced and they remember. She didn't even remember even a good or a bad time. That's why they had responsibility to to help her because they knew and they still chose to leave her in that environment. They knew what he had did. But you don't know what happened to the rest of the kids. You never found out. But I'm saying, but Joe, you don't know if they had good or bad lives or were in positions to come get her. I go back to to me. I'm talking about when they left. When they they went made the choice to leave out the door, they should to take her. Well, I don't I think the, the youngest brother wasn't old enough himself, though. He was a he left as a kid. Yeah. The other ones were older, okay. but Dodie, yeah, he he was a child himself when he mm-hmm. left. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was I, just a young boy when he I, left. I, I just think the adults to me was yeah. the biggest culprit. But, in all so, this. what do you think about mom leaving at first? Before we know anything, what do you think was going on with her when she walking down the street with her high heels mm-hmm. on and her suitcase, and she never looked? Back? She wasn't mentally there. Yeah. I wouldn't have gathered that in the beginning until I heard the rest. Yeah, I had resentment at first. Yeah. I had resentment that she left until I heard the rest of her story. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't mentally there at all. Because it did, it just seemed like she just walked off. It did. Like, you really didn't get a sense in the very beginning when she first left, kind of like the why behind her walking off. I mean, I knew the father was an alcoholic and everything, and it sounded like they had some arguments and fights, but it didn't seem to be as vicious as it was until you got further into the stories to me. Far enough to walk away from all your children. Yeah, she kept having them kids. I didn't, that's, that's what I thought in the beginning. Like, oh, this lady just didn't dip. Yeah, like, she, she don't want the husband or the kid. Get on no. she just Sounds away. like he's an alcoholic, but I didn't think it was enough to just leave your children, you know, at the beginning. But the townspeople, they see her as wild, untamed, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uneducated, the marsh girl, as they call her. But in truth, we know she's an abandoned child yeah. who fends for herself. She grows up to be this awesome researcher, you know, that nobody could have ever imagined that would happen for her. But she's still wild at heart. You know, she mm-hmm. still loves the marsh. That's who guided her. But let's talk about how these people were blind to what was going on with her. Were they really blind or did they really just not care? You know, what what, what was going on with that? I'm going to go with not care. Uh, me too. And because she was a marsh girl, I think if she was a townsperson or somebody that they knew or somebody that they deemed acceptable, I think they would have, the people would have done more to help instead of even making fun of her that she had to get clothes from the color section. So color if people. she's Tate's sister and mom was killed in the car accident, right. we know that later. Mm-hmm. If Tate was left by himself without his dad, we think the townspeople would have absolutely, come to his aid. Absolutely yes. they would that? have. Yes. Because he was think, more so that. in he was acceptable. Yeah. He right. was accepted. Absolutely. Into the town. And he wouldn't have been lost to the system. Like, even when the truancy person tried to come, remember, they tried to take her to school. They came a couple times, and then it was like, oh, okay. It wasn't that much effort. And, and like you said, Shay, no one even called Child Protective Services anything mm-hmm. to say, hey, come look in on her. The best she got from a social services perspective was the truancy person. I mean, nobody, and like you said, the girl, the lady in the store, even when you discovered she gave her extra change, she mm-hmm. knew that girl didn't even not account, mm-hmm. but she would give her extra change just because she knew something was up. But she was the Marsh girl. That's just how they are. Them people crazy, and nobody took the extra step to, to learn who, to learn her to to think about if she's growing up without a family there. They had to know the mama was gone mm-hmm. at this point. Nobody thought to say how she's true, how she's feeling, how she feels that she's out here alone. So you've given me a title. As the question actually says, it leads to their prejudice. We see it there. Mm-hmm. Because you've given me this title, an outcast. But at the end of the day, I am a seven-year-old girl. Seven. 
seven years old and nobody comes to see about me. And what did you expect her to do at seven? Yeah. What did you think she could do for herself at seven years old? Well, let's talk about in the perfect world, what should have happened? But see, that's hard to say, Shay, because I do know a lot of hard luck stories from people in those foster care situations. And I'm not saying a seven-year-old girl clearly in a marsh by herself is a good thing. But I don't know. I was torn reading a book like, but we read so many other books where people have ended up in foster care because something happened to their parents and they had a horrible existence and life in that system too. So it, it worked out for her in one way, right? Regardless of all that happened to her, being alone and all of that, she was able at some point to be educated, self-sufficient. But at the same time, I would never advocate for a child to be left alone and hoping for that outcome. Do you get what I'm saying? But at this, but like I said, I just felt a little torn in a book. Like she made it though, you know? And she, like, if she had gone to foster care, I'm not saying it wouldn't have been a great story and some people could have adopted her. I think the best situation for her though would be the grandparents. Her- in New Orleans. Right, to come back and to get her and to help the whole family. The they, aunt, they her, the mom's sister, right. like they who she was means. living with. Right. They had they definitely had the means to. Yeah. To help them. But it took the aunt a, a minute to realize what was going on because the mother wasn't able to verbalize. Because she had lost her mind. Yeah, she had lost it completely. But even when she did, to your point, I felt like that's when the adult should have stepped up. Once she said, he gonna kill my kids or whatever she thought was gonna happen, how do you not try to take the sheriff and go and get your grandkids? But I think I get that because we hear about stories we were just talking about, that physical abuse, people come back, kill the whole family. Do you know what I mean? Like, all of that. And then back, we think it with terms of today too. Back then, that beating your wife was not considered a bad thing. Like, that wasn't where the police, now everybody go to jail and everybody get a ticket. You know, even up until like the movie The Burning Bed, it was completely acceptable to like, please come, yo, you guys cut it out, walk the man around the corner, then he back in the house. Do you get what I'm saying? So, well, then- I don't know. I think sometimes time frame, being in the 60s and 70s, could have also played a factor as to maybe why they didn't, well, but I would have tried. Let, so, Kaya was out there alone. I mean, we we, we talk about prejudice. With the mother and the father there, there was still prejudice going on. Mm-hmm. They were out. They were poor. Mm-hmm. So nobody was messing with them anyway. So nobody cared what was happening out there. Yeah. Before, it was just her. They yeah. didn't care about the mom. They didn't care about the other kids. They didn't care. But when the truancy lady came and saw that it was just her. Yeah. Just her. Oh, come on. You don't need no shoes. Some of them don't wear shoes to school anyway. And then she don't come back. Do we Do we just leave her? Do but it, leave it her? almost seemed like when the lady, when she said the lady was in her court trial, right? Mm-hmm. And she said the lady kind of recounted like when she smiled at her, she ran around the car mm-hmm. and the man was looking for her. And then she kind of smiled like, okay, she got away. At some point, you almost feel like the lady felt like she was better off, whether that was true or not. And like you said, but remember at that time, the father was still drifting in and out. So it wasn't at that point where she was left alone. Remember, he would be gone for days, come back with the Monday money. But, you know, he was still lightweight present during that part. So everybody who felt like they touched her at some point, some way, the little bit that they did was just enough. So did they owe her anything? I think you or any child in a situation like that, something more. Yeah, She can't help herself. You you know what I mean? She ain't no way. There's no way I could know or see something strange like that and not, you know, have an interaction 
emotional hurt and feel like that and maybe not say something or step in or at least call somebody to check on her. Whatever. Because I literally, this is a true story. I saw a girl sitting on the curb and she was crying. When I say cry, I mean crying, crying. And I was on my way to work. And I don't know why it hit me. I don't stop for strangers. I don't do crazy shit like that. But I stopped. Because it just, I don't know. Like, to see somebody on a curb crying that hard, something is wrong. And just me pulling over and I was like, are you okay? And she was like, yeah. I said, do you need a ride or you need me to call somebody? And she was like, no. I said, are you sure? Because I can't, you know, I don't know this. I don't know this person. She said, no, I'll be okay. But it, whether she was or wasn't, never saw this person again. But I'm just saying, me as an adult, seeing just somebody in despair. Like, this girl wasn't crying like, oh, you know, she was like, hysterically crying. And I'm just saying, so to me, I couldn't imagine a seven-year-old, mm-hmm. like you say, working at a store, keep seeing her come in that I would have probably not myself called somebody like, hey, go check on her. Now, I would be done with that. To your point, boo, I'd probably be like the other people. I ain't following up. I'm not going to the march to knock on her door. <laughs> we think call somebody. a different time that um, she would have been with Jumping to Mabel? That's a great question. That's a great question. Yeah. They were there for her. Yeah, they were. But as much as they could be because of the time. The times, mm-hmm. absolutely. But that is a great thought-provoking question because we know really that that's her mama and daddy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not my mm-hmm. pa. Her mm-hmm. mama and daddy. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm going to tell you, the, when he that's died, I got choked up at that part. When Jumpin' died and she came and Mabel hugged her like that, it was just, and she said, he always thought of you as a daughter. And even when he put her book in his window, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like it was little subtle things. Like, yes, he gave her the gas and Mabel got her some clothes, but it was times in a book that you could tell it was deeper than that. Mm-hmm. that well, she wasn't a charity case. Let mm-hmm. me just say that. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it wasn't that they did that like a charity case. But because they understood how it felt like to be to be marginalized absolutely that's how I felt and that's what we say all the time about like at our school we say all the time like it's always not about race or gender who makes the connections because we've noticed like the teachers who are like maybe lesbians or whatever Mm -hmm. they're they're great with our kids Mm -hmm. because they know what it's like to be marginalized Mm -hmm. they understand the whole child you know Mm -hmm. what it's like even if they don't understand the culture of the students they get what it's like to be on the short end of the stick and so um a lot of our best teachers are part of the lgbt community because you know they get it but that's why i'm so firmly against all you know judging others because we are judged as women and as black women and i just feel like when people go out and want to be oh, I don't like this group, or I feel like this group should have certain privileges and not. How can we, of all people, be in that life? I really don't understand that. I really don't get how a marginalized group of people, regardless of why you're being marginalized, ride with people who put these restrictions in place. How are you for restricting someone else, but then you are upset when your rights are trampled. Mm -hmm. So I guess to me, like, I thought about that reading the book, like, honestly, their situation is as close as a person could feel to the racism we feel. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like the racism that we feel as Black people was the same way Kira was treated being a Marsh person. Like, literally, I felt like that. Like, reading the book, her experiences were very similar. I mean, even like you said, when she threw the rocks at the boy or hit him with the jelly jars when she was going over to see jumping and Mabel Mabel because he couldn't do nothing. Right. Yeah. 
he couldn't do it. But her as a white girl, even being a poor white girl, could do it. it. Versus him as a grown black man who had to step to the side, look down, and then be had rocks thrown at him. But and I think that hurt her to her core. It did. That hurt her to her core to see the fact that jumping was helpless at that point. Mm -hmm. This person who helps her every day and he cannot do anything about it and that that moment in the book changed Kaya's outlook on a lot of things because she said she heard her dad say bad words Mm -hmm. about black people all the time Mm -hmm. she heard that and actually I'm just going to paraphrase here but we talk about you know there's a huge class divide in this story you know you have the chases and his pearl wearing girlfriends Mm -hmm. and you know Tate's they're they're wealthy and they're not wanting for anything and then here she is living in the shack you know barely getting by eating grits and turnips you know but she's so shocked when Mabel and Jumpin' does those things for her the first time when they bring those clothes mm-hmm. and she gets that blouse mm-hmm. she is so shocked because it's the black people who are helping me. her it's the black people the who people are who helping I was me told my the whole people life exactly that were bad people yeah. and were less than are yeah. the ones with meager means to mm-hmm. help her and the rich people didn't help her who had all the means mm-hmm. could have helped her with no problem and the people who were barely making it themselves, or like you said, in such a small situation, were the ones who gave to her. Absolutely. But just making the connection to just what's going on right now. You know, everybody's up in arms because Biden has given the little 10000 toward college debt or 20000 toward college debt, trying to help middle class, ultimately, mm-hmm. out African-American women, however you want to take it. But then you have people who have the means, have the money, got PPP loans. Yeah. Over hundreds of thousands of dollars. Million dollars. They upset over 10 grand. Yeah. You upset over 10 grand? But it's that's and you what got I, six. But people. that goes yeah. back to what like, I'm saying. Wait, what, what is that's this? That's that judgment. Yeah. You low class because you want 10,000. <laughs> but somehow <laughs> my government handout, but it's it's no different. Yeah. You The same rural people in Ohio who voted for Trump get subsidies on their farms from the government. Mm-hmm. But they'll look at us city folks and talk about all the welfare we supposed to be up in, in Cleveland sucking up, right? But these same folks in rural Ohio get government subsidies which is, damn yeah, which is welfare. Which is welfare. But yes, see, but that's that's the hypocrisy yes, of people who try to marginalize others. Mm-hmm. We all need somebody in this world. You yes. as a human, and I'm going to tell you, that's, that book is a case study in human psychology. This is why you cannot be in solitary anymore for years and years upon time. Because being alone is so anti-human that you go crazy. Mm-hmm. You literally go crazy from lack of touch, lack of affection, lack of some sort of interaction. When, she, when the poor girl said she almost didn't have no words. She ain't talked to nobody in so long. Mm-hmm. She didn't even have the words when Tate was first trying to even talk to her. Like literally lost her words from not even using them because she had been so long alone. And I think that to me is what rang out in the book. That's absolute loneliness. Yeah. Where you lose your word. That's well, lonely on a only, different level. And, and 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 she knew that she was using them so she would have to talk to the birds. Right. So talk to the chickens so that she could have a conversation, conversation. to not go crazy. Yes. To not go crazy. And so we're going to move on to just talk about how the Marsh mothered her. That This is a great time to transition into that. I'll read the statement. It says, until at last, at some unclaimed moment, 
it, the heart pain seeped away like water into sand. Still there, but deep. Kaya laid her hand upon the breathing wet earth and the marsh became her mother. This is a passage early in the book after mm-hmm. Kaya mothers had left. Um, with no mother figure, no female friends, and limited contact with Mabel, Kaya is forced to learn about being a woman from the marsh, insects, and animals. Also by observing girls from the town. What does this story have to say about womanhood? Wow. Right. They can survive from anything? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. One, yes. Yeah, we are the strongest. Yes. Body. We know yes. that. That, so she lost everything. She has mm. no female mm. interaction. Mm. Yet, she's smart enough to look at the way fireflies deal with others. The women of, she looked at the female species of animals mm. and insects mm. to see how she should govern herself. herself. Mm. Yeah. So she pulled herself out the mud to do that. And and then what I love about this book is even though it went back and forth and back and forth, we actually go back to see that her mother taught some of those things, things to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her mother taught some of those things to her. I actually took some notes here. Ma has said women need one another more than they need men. Hmm. But she never told her how to get inside of that pride. She knew that. She said that. Then she also said, her mother said, when her and her sisters went out on the boat, when they had fun, when the daddy was gone, lying there, Ma said, you all listen now. This is a real lesson in life. Yes, we got stuck, but what we girls do? We made it fun. We laughed. That's what sisters and girlfriends are about. You stick together even in the mud, especially in, in the, the mud. mud. Mm-hmm. Her mother was teaching her those things along the way that you got to fend for yourself. You stick together. You, you pull yourself out. Out, and you see that throughout what mom is dropping those tidbits along the way and her memories start to come back she's starting to remember those things and what we know also ultimately is it's going to be watching these fireflies is what send chase to an early grade she watched what they no, did that the that mantis, baby. Yeah. that's chase to yeah. his grade watching, now, the fireflies yeah. helped her understand re- yeah. just the but mating and relationship watching, but watching but, yeah. still the female praying Mantis. Yeah. yeah, not the male praying mantis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she was Sent ready. Chase to his grave. Yeah, yeah, she was ready to chop that head yeah. off. But like I said, but also too, Maple told her that too, remember? She told her she needed to find some girlfriends and to get out. And like you said, it was just so foreign to uh-huh. her. It was but not by her choice. And I'm going to tell you, Shay, piggybacking on that. I don't know if you have this later, but when she said, when he said, when Jody told her when he came back, he said, I know you don't like people. And she said, that's the crazy thing. They don't like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said, they don't include me. They don't ask me over. They don't try to be nice to me. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so crazy. She did nothing to none of these people to get the ire and the scorn that she received. So that to me is why I said again, it was the closest thing to me of racism in a white perspective, because that's exactly how we feel sometimes. We've done nothing to you. And literally you do not like me simply because I'm black. Well, and that's how her life was. Well, she it, did not, She was a seven-year-old child. She had harmed no one. And that woman snatched her child away from her on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk. But that actually at that point is when Mabel tell her because she sees those other girls who've been hanging together together since they were seven when she saw them on the when they walk into the store when the boys were on the bikes yeah that group was still friends and that's what mabel tell her you need to find you some friends and she actually says because they're forever yeah she tells her and she says that a cl- 
clutch of women's the most tender, most toughest place of on earth. You gotta stick together. I love that. She said the clutch of a woman is the most tender yet toughest place on earth. You gotta find you some friends. But her her response to that was they don't, don't wanna be friends yes. with me. Yes. When she told Jody that, I was like, Dad, I never even thought about like when, when she said, I don't hate them, they hate me. Yeah. It was so poignant at that point. Like I, you think it's me. I've done nothing and they just hate me. In our next episode, we will continue to break down Where the Crawdad Sings by Delia Owens. In part two, we will discuss the men in Kaya's life. Are you Team Tate? Team Chase? Do you feel that Kaya's family did the best that they could with what they had? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LitHappens, LOL. Until the very end.